This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, you're my best friend. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. For my friends. 77 WABC. You're now looking to get that federal support. You've talked about this. Reportedly, a billion dollars from the federal government. Are you confident that you're going to get that money? Have you had a conversation with the president? Uh, it's, it's unfair if we, if we don't. We are communicating with the White House uh, regularly. Uh, you know, we have to be honest about this. It's unfair to everyday New Yorkers who are already dealing with their crises. We're already dealing with the housing crisis. We're dealing with uh, so many crises. It is unfair to New Yorkers uh, to carry this burden on their own. This is a national problem, and the national government and the state must stand up. We've done our share, and we've done it well. We've showed the country how to be compassionate to those who are asylum seekers Mm -hmm. and migrants, but it's unfair to New Yorkers to have to have this price tag. And so we're looking forward to the legislation that's moving through uh, Congress now uh, to come up with the funding that's needed. Kudos to both uh, Congressman Jeffries and Senator Schumer, who's advocating with the rest of the New York delegation. I'll be home for Christmas You can plan on me Please That's your mayor, Eric Adams, saying all the right things Come on, Joe Biden, where are you? That's the federal government. Come on, Kathy Hochul. Where are you? That's the state. Needs a billion dollars. He's fed up. And as I said earlier, of course, it's a lot of hypocrisy. Yes, we become friendly, and I kind of like them, but it is hypocrisy because where was Eric Adams when Miranda Devine and Rob Astorino were reporting overnight flights going to Westchester Airport and Stewart Airport months and months and months ago. He was nowhere to be found and still calling himself the Biden of Brooklyn. And now because the city is a bigger mess than it even was, now he's starting to figure out that the policy may not be all that good because it's hitting him here in New York. Hypocritical? 100%. But but at least he's come to the realization that neither the state nor the federal government are his friends, and I always say, better late than never. Isn't that right, Curtis Lewa? You couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. Look, <laughs> Beetlejuice in Chicago. What's that mayor? Lightfoot, lightweight, Lauren whatever. Lightfoot, yes. Yeah, you know, she she said, "Oh, you're coming to Chi Town? You're going to stay in the suburbs in a no-tell motel, Holiday Inn Express." She didn't accept any of them in Chi Town. Beetlejuice did a better job, but your guy with his five thousand dollar customized suit. 
I'm your Papa Chulo here. Who's your daddy? Come, come. On the phone with his very dear friend, the Democratic mayor in El Paso. Send me more. Send me more. Send me more. Uh, who's paying for this? You're paying for it, Sid. I'm paying. All the sucker taxpayers. Eric Adams, uh, uh, sh- show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. You're a dollar short and a day late, you schmuck. Okay, Look so, at the mess that he got us into. Okay, well, he didn't get us into anything, but he hasn't helped. I'll agree with that. The mess was created by Joe Biden, that administration. He didn't ask for the migrants to come here, but uh, and, and to your point, he hasn't exactly fixed it, but he didn't create the mess. If you had won that race, which clearly you're still butthurt over, you'll resent Eric Adams forever because he beat your ass. That's fine. Uh, if you had won that race, what would you have done differently? I would have put them over in the no-tell motels over there in uh, New Jersey, you know, right there in Hudson County. But you can't. It's not your state. You can't send them to New Jersey. But you can. We've sent people before to New Jersey, homeless people. We sent them to the Lincoln Motel when it was up and operating in Newark with Ed Koch. You know, yeah, you give them money. You say, hey, just, just go over there to New Jersey. They got a lot of no-tell motels, Holiday and Expresses. Okay. You know, the pimps used to house their whores over there. You know that. Sid, come on. Don't act like you're a good boy because it's Christmas here. Wait a second. I've been to a lot of short-stay motels. Q Gardens, I love that place. Oh, the Q Gardens Motor Inn Thank with you. the disco ball Correct. and the well, vibrating water bed. And the Tarzan room. Oh, I've, I've actually Tarzan. put that hey, on. From yep. the, you were hanging from the chandeliers, right? I, I used to go to the Windjammer in Sheepshead Bay. Mod on our mind, a Windjammer. Thank you. I own the short By the way, uh, after the Windjammer, <laughs> they send you a letter from the Department of Health <laughs> warning you that you may have a number of STDs, and we're not talking Andy Granatelli, uh, STP, I, I, the racist. I did fine. I was there often. I was also at the Golden Gate. Oh, right by the Golden Bell Parkway. They used Nap to Street. do baseball card shows <laughs> at the Golden Gate. Remember? They rip you off. Hey, kid. Hey, is this is a Mickey Mantle rookie card? You say, wait a second. This looks like this was reprinted over like fifty-two. It's legitimate. All those shysters would come in there and rip off the kids. Yeah, but those are the uh, those are the great places to stay. And I would rather they kept the migrants out of the- now. All those places are out of business. I believe all three of them. No, no, they're still open. The uh, the Q Gardens Inn is still open. You know, how, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or memories. Yeah. The vibrating waterbed there. Oh, huh? that was great. That was great. So you're down on Eric Adams. You think that he has not done enough with this migrant crisis. You don't think asking the federal government for money, asking Kathy Hochul to step up out publicly, publicly outing wait, Biden wait, and see, Kathy Hochul is enough? He was just with her at this big symposium how they're <laughs> going to bring back New York. Why didn't he just say to her right there, show me the money? I helped you become governor over a much better candidate, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Without me, you wouldn't be governor. (laughs) She won't even throw him a nickel, dime, or penny. And Joe Biden, who's spending all money like there's no tomorrow, printing money, printing money. Oh, with $32 trillion in debt. Not a penny for you because they know he's a sucker. They know that he didn't make the deal up front, that he welcomed all these illegal aliens. Oh, they're coming in from Venezuela? Let's put up a tent. Oh, in Orchard Beach. Oh, that didn't work. Take it down. Oh, let's put up the tent at Randall's Island. He didn't even bring in scouts from the New York Yankees and Mets <laughs> to test out the Venezuelans to see what their baseball skills now, were, right? that's funny. That's funny. So yesterday, the mayor was giving himself credit painting a pretty rosy picture his first year in office. Believe it or not, it's already been a year already. And he talked about subway crime and all these other crimes being down. 
we know that uh, shootings, for example, they are down. Murders are down. But most other crimes are still up, including those hate crimes like anti-Semitism, the Asian hate crimes. They're all up. But he painted a pretty rosy picture yesterday. What did you say? Oh, when you Sid, saw? Sid, I wish I could have done that when I was going to school. Uh, give myself my own report card, right? <laughs> I mean, remember, we used to get the report cards before they would get to the house. You know, we'd have to bring them home to mommy and daddy. And I would have the whiteout. Remember the whiteout? Of course. And I would take the pen very carefully. It could be a big pen. It had to be the ink pen. Hopefully the ink pen didn't explode. And all of a sudden, I would turn that D into a B. But you had to be very careful with your calligraphy there. Uh, I mean, sure, I'll give myself. This was the guy in my last debate, remember, who gave Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love, a B-plus. Remember they asked him? Yes. What kind of grade would you give Bill de Blasio? B-plus. That was a long time ago. What do you mean it wasn't that long ago? It was was a year ago. I remember when Donald Trump was doing a really good job. And his detractors would still never leave him alone. And I remember one of the most famous comments everybody made was, if Donald Trump found the cure for cancer, the left would still give him a hard time and say, ah, look, the son of a bitch put doctors out of work. I feel like it's kind of the same thing with you and the mayor. No matter what he does, because, again, he beat you, and to this day you're embarrassed, you will never, ever, ever give him any credit, let me even tell if he you deserves something. it. Let me tell you something about no, no, your no. mayor. Yeah, my mayor, yeah. He pretends to be a sports meister. I voted for you, just so you know. I voted uh, for I you. I hope so. You were supposed to be my mayor. So just By the way, you know, yeah. I, I, you bring back bad memories for me. <laughs> the House of Sleewood, WABC, right? Yeah. Hey, what do you think about Curtis Lee? Don't say anything. Don't say anything. We don't want to offend Eric Adams. My biggest supporter was Mark Simone over at WOR. <laughs> Not even here. You were, to your credit. But everybody else. I was you a thousand percent. Everybody else. What did they have? Crazy glue on their lips? I don't know. Even Bernard, I kept telling him, this guy's no good. He's like, no, no, give him time. I know what was happening here. It was like, shh, we don't want to offend Eric Adams. Come on. Remember, the house of Sliwa. What? Who's Curtis Sliwa? Who's he? (laughs) The last few weeks when I was running against that person of no consequence, Fernando Mateo. This station turned into WAB. Is it only Fernando Mateo who's running for mayor? Well, you have to understand, there's a lot of people at this station who value you, me, John, other people, who realize how brilliant you are on the radio, and the thought of losing you. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thought of losing you for four years to run this city was too much for us to handle. Stop stop pulling my chain and (laughs) chewing my BBDs. By the way, I've seen your mayor. Get behind the microphone at Nick Kings, right? Yeah. Get into the Yankee booth. He knows nothing about sports. He was on with Michael K this summer. You're right. Knows nothing, but he acts. He pretends, right? Let's talk about real sportscaster because, uh, let me tell you, you made me nauseous the other day. Why? Back to back, belly to belly. First it was oh, that's, Steve- a, that's a John Stoning reference. Go ahead. Uh, first it was Stephen A. Smith. Never trust anybody with three names. Oh, wasn't that a great interview, though? He was great. You got to say, Stephen A. showed up big here last week. Yeah, Hawkins his book, right? I remember him when he was a poo putt in Hollis. Then you bring on Mad Dog Russo, oh, Lewis, right? Lewis, how great is Christopher Mad Dog Russo? Now, now you've gone to the, the best ever, the best. Now, he's not a play-by-play. 
play yeah. guy. He's not a play-by-play guy. Christopher Mad Dog Russo is a talk how, how show could he, host. How could he be a play-by-play guy? He sounds like Daphne Duck, right, like Donald he's, Duck. But he's not. He's a talk show host. Uh, no, and he's brilliant. He's from Sayasin. What are you talking about? There's <laughs> oh, no credit out in Sayasin. Yes, is he, he is. Okay. And where does he live now? He lives in Connecticut. Yeah, New Canaan. That's who right. else lives there? The guy who could have been sitting in your seat, <laughs> Mike Lukmica. All these guys, they're going to New Canaan there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's have scones. I know his mom was English. Let's have scones. You love England. You said you love England. The food there sucks. I agree with that. Terrible You can never get... You know why the English conquered the world? They were looking for good food. (laughs) And you want to go live there. Oh, God. But what is... So I understand your issue with Dog, even though I never said he's the greatest play-by-play guy because he's a talk show host, but you still want to mention a play-by-play guy. Let me tell you how how this guy lacked any coulions, any labels. Dog? He's down, he's down in Florida, right? And they're telling him, you want to be a sports guy? We're going to give you a speech therapist. You sound too New York. Yeah, yeah, you didn't ask him that. What the hell did you go to a speech therapist for? You wanted to homogenize yourself so they would accept you in the Midwest. Brilliant. Hey, maybe they want you to change your name too, Russo, right? <laughs> to, to some uh, waspy name. Well, listen, but this is not about dog. This is about a person that I omitted that you're dying to mention this morning. Oh. I know who he is because he went to Madison High School, just like my mother Naomi and my two sisters. Who, Curtis Lee, in your opinion, is the greatest sports voice of all time? Without a doubt, Marty Glickman, man. That Marty Glickman. That was one Six, seven, tough Jew. Yeah. I'll never forget. And forget all the Giants, the Jets, the Knicks. Yonkers Raceway. That's right, <laughs> Marty Glickman, right? The first broadcaster for the Nets out there in Long Island. You know who asked him to come out and broadcast for the Nets? Lou Karnasaka, who left St. John's. Remember the initial coach? This guy even broadcast roller derby at the St. Nicholas Arena. I love But his best thing was on Saturdays, the high school game of the week oh, on wow. Channel 11. Football? WPAX, yes. Oh, wow. It was a labor of love. And you know who his color commentator was? Uh, color commentary was, um, I know it. Elston Howard. Oh, Elston Howard. Elston Howard. The the great great? Yankee. Yeah, oh, my God. And then on Thanksgiving morning, right, the classic game, because you would never see this, Catholic high school versus public high school. Iona Prep versus New Rochelle. (laughs) And you know damn well. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. And then his favorite interviews was with the other tough Jew. Mo Finkelstein, coach of Thomas Jefferson in East New York. Oh, one of the greats. They were champions, right? Norm Brockington there went on to the Green Bay Packers, and he would say, hey, come here, Mo, let's have a talk. And it's like they... All of a sudden, they were having the Schmier uh, and the uh, Bagel on George, Saturday morning. John Brockington. I'm sorry. He ran the football at Ohio State, did play for the Packers. You're talking about Norm Van Brocklin. Yes, yes. Was the the quarterback Dutchman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, right. remember? Right. But you've nailed these two guys as uh, two of the all-time greats. Let me they tell really you, Marty are. Clickman. Hold on a second about Marty Clickman. Oh, yeah. How cool. How quickly you forget, right? I just didn't. 1936, I didn't, I didn't he's an 18-year-old tough Jew. He's on the U.S. Olympic team. 400-meter relay with another Jewish guy. And then all of a sudden, this, this anti-Semite comes up to them, ahead of the International Olympic Committee, and he goes, let me tell you, it ain't your time, kid. You know, Hitler is in the stands there. This is Berlin, 1936. And you know something? We're going to put the two Jew, uh, excuse me, the two black guys, Jesse, Jesse Jones. Jones and his guy, right? you two Jews, to the bench. Get some splinters on the bench. Now imagine, they knew 
that as much as Hitler hated blacks, he hated Jews more. <laughs> Marty Glickman sucked it up. Oh, Didn't God. you see the HBO series on that? I did. What's wrong? You know who did the HBO series? Martin Scorsese. <laughs> okay. That's how good it was. Yeah. What, are they going to do that for Mad Dog Russo and New Kane in there while he's having his scones and his tea in the morning? Hey, on, on the first day of Hanukkah, that turned out to be oh, a very relevant oh story. God. Oh, no, no, well, no, no. You, you came in with that song at 6 no. o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I hear it. Daddy, where are my gifts? Hunter and Carter. You got to get me a gift tonight. I know you're goy. I know you're a Gentile. But eight times to a 16. And by the way, we're not letting, letting you off the hook for Christmas. I said, oh, you mean for you it's Xmas. Yeah. You can't say Christmas. Yeah. Say, of course we can say Christmas. And we want more presents. So we want a present every night for Hanukkah. And we want the big presents on Christmas. I said, oh, do you have a Christmas tree over at your house? Maybe I should call your rabbi and invite you over and let him see the Christmas tree as you hide it in the closet. Paul Curtis, that's why he's got to work every weekday for an hour, all weekend long, just to pay for Hanukkah gifts for his kids who aren't even, even Yankee Stadium, Marty Clickman. Everybody had a transistor radio today, had freezing in the old Yankee Stadium as they watch Dick Modulesky, Andy Robustelli, Dick Lynch, Y.A. Tittle. Frank, if you know that in 1963 when they played the Chicago Bears, Marty Clickman challenged all the backs to a race, he won the race. No kidding. That was one tough Jew. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why 12-15 to 1 every weekday afternoon and all weekend long. You can't miss this guy. He's a must-listen. The great, talking about greats and Marty Glickman, the great Curtis Sleep. You picked Daffy Duck. Bruce, get out of here. We'll be right back. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.